And here we go on Ordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well, man. I'm doing awesome. Happy to be here with y'all. I'm doing well because uh, sports are at least fun, I would say, this week. Even the fun. ones that are going poorly uh, were, were entertaining. You know, even the Vikings lost in rather entertaining fashion. So sports were a little bit of fun this week. And uh, we're going to talk all about it. But before we do, we need you guys to tune in later this week to the fourth annual Nordy podcast, the Nordy's podcast, Nordy's, uh, our awards, our yearly awards for the year 2020. You might have thought 2020 was a terrible year, but we're going to tell you all the best parts of 2020. So tune in this week to fourth annual Nordy Awards. That's big. I can't wait. Like we said, it's the uh, the third biggest national award behind the Emmys and the Golden Globes. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. So please tune into that. And uh, also, um, please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nord East Podcast. It's a great place for you to argue uh, our Nordy selections uh, and the winners um, with us. So please do that. Also, share your favorite Nordy Award content this week as well. So there you guys go. Also, you can subscribe on Podbean, podcast app, Spotify, anywhere you get your favorite podcast from and give the Nordies podcast a five-star review going into the new year, 2021. We deserve uh, it because we've given you 2021 for free. Unbelievable. Which is huge. It's absolutely huge. Uh, That's a big deal. So huge bargain. All our time and our friendship uh, for you guys for free uh, every week in 2021. I think 2021 is going to be a big year, big year for us, big year for the pod. I think 2021 is our year. I think it's our year. Absolutely. It's also got a uh, big year for vaccines too. Yeah, big vaccine year. Oh, yeah. Vaccines back. Vaccines are here. Oh yeah. I feel like I feel like we're in our our version of like polio. You know, when they like found the cure and they're like, oh my god, everyone's going to be saved. I'm not. And there's excited people. about super gonorrhea though. Oh, is that coming? It's yeah, here. I heard about this. Super yeah, it's here. It's I, here in in our homes, literally. It, it, it's here, and like I, the thing about it is, is that um, I it was like something I was interested in enough to click on on Twitter, but then I was like four sentences, meh. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know much about it. I don't really know anything about it. I just know super gonorrhea is here, and it's the pandemic's fault. Okay, well maybe that's all we need to know. Let's that's go. All. Yeah, be safe. All right, guys, what are you guys drinking since we're uh, at our own homes? We're uh, distcasting. What are you guys drinking for the distcast? Okay, I am drinking one of the nominees for for beer of the year. This is up for a Nordy. This is Satsuma. Um, it is a kettle sour we've had on the pod before. It's like Mandarin and Tangerine juice beer. It's wonderful. Tastes From like- Fair State. And who else? Fair State and somebody else, right? Maybe it's just Fair State. Yeah, shit, this is good beer. Ryan, what do you got? Oh, okay. I'll go. Uh, modest, I'm drinking Special Reserve Mallow, the Oak Aged Double Marshmallow Imperial Lager. Uh, super pumped about this. It just came out, hit stores on the 28th. And what just do we think? First time, it tastes like a lager with a giant melted marshmallow in it. It's wonderful. Okay. Fantastic. The, uh, the barrel aged part of it's great as well. Awesome beer. Glad I grabbed it. Should have probably tasted it before this second. I, I noticed the, you had uh, a break to taste it. What's the ABV on that thing, Eric? Um, the ABV is 7.2. Okay. That's quite stiff for a lager. 
Yeah, yeah. And he's got a crawler of it, I noticed. So I, I'll see you on our third pod. Yeah. You're going to be wild and loose. I'm going to be wild and loose. The the takes are going to be coming, uh, you know, fast and hot. Do you fast have a and incoherent. Haircut as well, Eric? Yeah, new haircut. Oh, my God, you're on fire. I did it for the Nordies. So, guys, <laughs> here we go. We're diving into our sports uh, cast this week. And the first thing that we need to cover is uh, the Golden Gophers basketball team. A team that, oh, Ryan, I'm sorry. I totally jumped ahead of you. That's okay. Let's keep going. Who cares? Oh, no, I'm drinking I'm drinking inbound. I'm drinking inbound hazy shades. It's great. And it's really inexpensive. You know what? Inbound deserves more than that. What is it? It's yeah, the that's... it's the Hazy Shades New England IPA. And it's uh it's got seven rounds of hops, uh nice velvety mouthfeel. Eric, I think you would describe this beer as hazy at the very least. <laughs> oh, I just love that I just jumped ahead of you there. So I'm so sorry. Inbound, you don't deserve that. Neither do you, Ryan. Um, you were so excited about your haircut, and I was, and you're wearing black. I thought you maybe had like tux pants on and some dress shoes for the Nordic. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, guys. Um, so we're gonna dive into some Golden Gopher basketball. It's not something that we do that often, but they had a huge win this week, um, hosting on Christmas night the fourth-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, they won in overtime. Uh, Carr with another huge performance. Um, Carr is my favorite type of college basketball player. Okay. Awesome and what is that? basketball player who won't be a good professional player. So he just has to stay in college for four years and be an awesome player. Yeah. It's the best. That was, your, that was your Taylor Morgan take. And look what happened there. I He's the biggest disappointment of the year. Yeah. Well, there you go. We don't have a Nordy for that because we keep, we keep it positive, but he'd be up there. Yeah. Carr, though, um, has been fantastic. Um, Hardaway, or no, Mashburn, uh, Mashburn Jr. Um, played some big minutes late in that game, which was nice to see. And in a game that the uh, Gophers usually lose, they came out on top uh, in overtime. So that was really exciting. That's a huge win for a program in need in a super tough Big Ten. So, and, and really the, the guy that, that carried the team on his back was uh, Brandon Johnson. Yeah, one of the only seniors. One of the only seniors on the team, and he was 8-9 from three-point field goals. With some, he had three in overtime, I think. So, That's so uh, absurd. he was he was the guy that that carried us. Although Marcus Carr's three to tie it uh, late in regulation was unbelievable, and those are the type of, of threes that uh, I don't know could maybe build some confidence. And I know you're Eric's an anti March Madness guy, but those are the type of uh, uh, plays that can win you uh, games that you're not really supposed to win um, in the tournament. And it's a huge uh, feather in the cap for when the committee is reviewing your resume at the end of the year, which I'm sure will be on the bubble. That's where we, that's where Minnesota sports love to live. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll be, we'll be like the first team in and they'll look at us and be like, Hey, they beat Iowa at home when they were the fourth team in the country. Yep. Huge win. They get it. So yeah, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. It was, it was dire for a while. And then Iowa made a big run in the second half. And then we didn't shit the bed, which is what we normally do. Normally we get down like 9, 10, 12 like that, and then it balloons into 25 and the game's over. And yeah. they fought back, and luckily Iowa kind of played like shit too. Um, so, yeah, it was a really fun game to watch. Big win for the Gophers. It was huge. Um, I, I'll say this. The last time I tried to tune in is when they played Illinois. Somebody texted me, and we're like, there was like, it was one of those texts you get where it's like, you guys, we're tied 18-18 with like a, a really good ranked Illinois team. You got to watch it. I turn it on, and from that exact moment, the lead for for Illinois just fucking ballooned. We were horrible. We got blown out. 
And I was like, is this my fault? Should I not, not even turn it on? And then, it, so here we go again with Iowa, but it did not go like that. In fact, it was such a fun game to watch. We won. It was great. Um, I guess it's not just me. No, it's just me when it's when it's a Viking, or I'm sorry, a Timberwolves game or a Twins game. And I don't start watching from the beginning. And okay. I in, in like the third quarter. And I'm like, oh, wow, we're beating the Lakers. We're up by six. And then in the three minutes that I watch for the Lakers going an 18 to two run. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I really shouldn't have turned this on. That was troubling. Or the twins will be up in the eighth inning. I'm like, great. I'm going to watch them close this one out three to one grand slam loss. I'm like, that was my fault. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we'll move on to the premier league. Um, the premier league was a, is an absolute mess this year. That's the story That's of weird. the league. Um, yeah. so uh, you had Liverpool, the number one team in the league, taking on uh, 19th place West Brom this week, and they drew 1-1 in just a nasty game. At home, yep. Um, Big Sam Allardyce took over West Brom, and I will tell you that Sam Allardyce in the last three years, I believe, has five points at Anfield, okay? Sam Allardyce. And he, owns, he owns Klopp. He owns Pep Guardiola. He owns all these big managers for whatever reason. He knows how to play against them. So he's the guy who right. comes in and tries to save all these teams. So in the last three years, playing with mostly shitty teams at Anfield, he has five points at Anfield. Um, Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Spurs combined have four points in that same period of time. Wow. So maybe we they should have been ready for this because they weren't. They were not ready. Um, yeah, they looked really flat. Whatever. I mean, it does happen. It's just, it's just weird. Like you said, the, the the league is a mess, and they dropped a stat on me, Rebecca, that I couldn't quite believe. And it's at this point in the year, Liverpool has dropped as many points as they dropped all of last season. When they so nobody's getting to a hundred here. It's gonna be like, you know, oh, you got seventy five points, you won the Premier League. You know, it's just everything's a little sloppier. I don't know if it's COVID, people in and out. Um, or maybe the other team, the competition has gotten better around these top teams, but, um, you know, there's no walk in the park. There's no perfect seasons. I think it's empty stadiums. Yeah. It's it has the, a, a big impact. It's the loss of home field advantage is what mm -hmm. it killed teams. I think, um, Everton had the best weekend of anyone. They come out one zip over Sheffield United. They're in second place, three points behind Liverpool, um, Leicester city third and man United fourth. Um, played to an exciting 2-2 draw, so not able to capitalize either of them, but I would assume later in the year both of them will be happy with that point. Tottenham Hotspur scoring the first minute of the game against Wolves before giving up a late goal to draw. Man City also with a good weekend. They get a two-zip win over Newcastle. They have a game in hand and are within striking distance of uh, the champs. Um, Aston Villa, another team that's kind of a, a sneaky good team this year. They have two games in hand. They have my, my opinion is the player of the season so far, Jack Grealish. And uh, they play Chelsea this week. Is that right, Barter? Tomorrow. Already tomorrow, which is insane. Both teams literally had 48 hours to recover and play another match. It's going to be are a you, disaster. Are you sure they didn't move it to Tuesday? I think um, as of yesterday, it was it was on for on tomorrow. The podcast, they were talking about how both teams wanted it moved back a day, so they moved it back a day. But I'm not. 100%. Oh, that that's entirely possible. I thought for sure. I think both. It's, it's still on the ESPN app for Monday at 11:30. That's so weird. 
Um, Chelsea, they played my team, the Arsenal. Uh, there's not a lot of bragging to go on for me because there's no bragging about the Arsenal this year. What a trash season they've had. Literally, they've been an embarrassment. But they get just a glimmer of hope with uh, beating a very talented Chelsea team. Ryan, what do you think of the game? Arsenal, a thousand percent deserved to win. Chelsea came out and looked like they thought they were playing the 16th best team in the league. And they played like that. They're, I mean, nobody played well, save for like Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic. I think those were the only two uh, bright spots you could say on the field. Um, you know, and even, uh, uh, oh, who's your guy? Saka's, you know, goal that was uh, meant for like a, a, you know, a pass that ended up going in. Frank Lampard, after the match, said it best. You know, when you're playing like that, you don't deserve any good luck. And we didn't have a whole lot of it. Yeah. We missed, we missed a penalty. Um, I, just everything, everything about the Chelsea performance was abhorrent. And they deserved to lose. And Arsenal had, I mean, it's, it's basically like in Major League Baseball. If you have like four guys you called up from the minor leagues to start and you end up beating like the Yankees in, well, I guess you beat them at home. But <clears throat> it, it was just... Arsenal had Chelsea had everything to play for. Like we could have gone into second place at the time and Arsenal was just fighting for their lives. And we could have like, we could have, you know, kind of ruined their season or, you know, uh, yeah, made it worse for them. They got the manager fired. And now Chelsea, now there's all question marks of like, is Lampard good enough to coach in the premier league and all this stuff. It just like everything got turned on its head instantly by having a really poor performance. Yeah, it was a team of their but, but, but ultimately, credit to Arsenal because Arsenal came out and put it on Chelsea for 75 minutes of the match. They just I just thought that they just had a bunch of kids who just ran themselves into the dirt. And Chelsea just wasn't really hustling. Nope. There Chelsea was did not look like there, there was there was a couple players that tried and then everyone else was just coasting. There was one play where they booted Arsenal booted it downfield and Saka, the teenager ran past three jogging Chelsea players who thought they were going to get the ball and then retrieved the ball and like put some pressure on them there. And it was just like, that was the match in a nutshell. So it ended up not being too terrible weekend for Chelsea because other than city and Everton, um, no one really picked up any points. So um, wide open. And that's, I think as a fan of the sport, a wide open premier league is really exciting. And, you know, it's like if your team's in the hunt, it's really fun to, to go out and win it and you don't really care about that. But just as a as a neutral fan, having this thing go down to the wire with a bunch of teams in striking distance is going to be a lot of fun. The top nine teams are within seven points of Liverpool. And I'm not saying that that's – I'm not saying that, you know, Liverpool can't sustain a seven-point lead for the remainder of the season. But, you know, the last two seasons we've had, it's been like Liverpool and City, 30 points ahead of everyone else come January. And yeah. this season, it's not like that at all. Which all is great. Right. It'll be fun. Let's uh, let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, toll the bells. It's over. The Minnesota Vikings are officially dead. They're eliminated from the playoffs. Um, <laughs> their defense is absolutely disgusting. Uh, the most horrendous defense I've ever seen. Uh, the Saints were running for like 10 yards a pop for most of the game. It was really painful to watch. Um, for some reason, Minnesota fans are still upset with Kirk Cousins, but I promise <laughs> you scoring 33 points on the road against a very good Saints defense is 
no small feat. The offense is not the problem. The defense is travesty. I know we're missing a lot of guys. No Kendricks, no Barr, no Hunter, no Pierce, no Hughes. Um, you know, there's a ton of guys missing from this defense, but there's a ton of guys missing from every team. And injury luck cannot be the only way that you're a good team in the NFL. So um, there's going to be some real questions asked. I think that because of COVID, Zimmer is safe for one more year. But I think uh, I think leaving that game, I think his seat is stuck on hot as it can be without you losing your job um, all the way until the start of next season. So was that a seven or an eight out of ten on our hot seat scale? Whatever uh, the the Wolves think is the number right below you're fired is where I think he's at. And I don't think he, no matter what happens next week, I don't think there's anything short of giving up a hundred points to the lions that could get him fired. Um, But he is going to go into next season as playing for his job or coaching for his job. Okay. As he should. As, As the, as you know, one of the longer tenured head coaches, he is going into next season playing for his job. And I would say that there's going to be a very quick hook. Like if the Vikings start 0-3, he's gone for sure. Yeah, I think that they gave him um, the benefit of the doubt this year with COVID, with no offseason stuff, with no real training camp, with, you know, I just think that they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He had gone to the playoffs three, three out of six years. He had the second best record in the NFC in his six years as the coach. I don't know what that's at now after this season, but it can't be far off of that. He has been successful. He is a good coach. They've went through a coordinator every single year he's been there, um, most of those years because of promotions. Um, he has been – he's done a nice job. He deserves the benefit of the doubt, but I think that's a one-year thing. I don't think that they will give him that same uh, luxury next year. Um, so in this game, uh, you had you know pretty decent performances by Cousins – um, 291 and three touchdowns. Um, Cook had 73 yards and a touchdown, which is crazy. I know they were behind a lot, but he looked like he was just chopping them up in the first half, and then he never really had, you know, much the rest of the game. Um, a really big day from Thielen, eight for 97 and a touchdown. Jefferson, six for 85. Uh, Irv Smith has really hit, bro- had a breakout last few weeks, um, six for 53 and two touchdowns. The offense other than the guards, um, are not an issue at all. You're going to come back with Thielen, Jefferson, uh, Conklin now, uh, Cook, uh, Irv, Cousins. I think you'll have O'Neal and um, Cleveland as your tackles next year. You'll have Bradbury back at center. They have to find some guards. And through the draft or free agency, they're going to have to find some better guys there. Uh, But I think that that offense is pretty set other than that. Um, moving into next season, the defense, and then we could we can also say uh, uh, I think the offense has looked significantly better with Irv and Conklin than it ever has with Kyle Rudolph in the last three seasons. Yeah, so I think that's the last we haven't really seen Kyle Rudolph play, and we'll probably see him. He won't he won't be playing for the Vikings anymore. I think that Rudolph could come back to the Vikings if he was willing to take a massive pay cut, like if he was willing to take twenty five percent of his salary or something like that they'd consider bringing him back because I think they like him in the locker room. They like his blocking. They know he's talented, but I think they're more explosive with Conklin and Irv. And that little duo is really fun. It kind of takes away the need for a third receiver, which we currently do not have. And I really am pleased with the offense. I think they've been really fantastic. In the last um, five, is it five seasons, three seasons, three seasons, 
the last three seasons, I think, there's only one guy who has thrown for um, over 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns each of the years. It's been um, Cousins. He's the only one in the NFL to do that. So he's been super durable. He hasn't missed a game. Um, he, as a person, I think is kind of annoying. Did you hear them kind of ripping him during the game? I didn't, but that doesn't surprise me. What were they saying? They were like, he's the most tight wound player, tightly wound player in the league. <laughs> <laughs> like the announcers were just crushing him. Um, but I mean, he's seventh in the league in passing yards, um, considering he has, uh, a ton, um, fewer attempts than all the guys above him. I mean, everyone above him is well over 500 attempts. Um, only Josh Allen is close to 500. Cousins is sitting at 476. So, I mean, everybody on that list ahead of him has thrown the ball at least 50 more times than he has. Some of them almost a hundred times more. He's seventh on the list. Um, 32 touchdowns to three interceptions. Considering he had 10 interceptions about – four games into the season, I think that we're in a good spot with him. So he's not the problem to me. Um, Cook is not the problem to me. Um, obviously, Jefferson is just an absolute phenom. Um, it's that defense that literally was embarrassing in this game. They could do anything they wanted to us, and they did. So you know what the worst part is, Don Eric? What? All of our predictions earlier are going to come true. And with the 20th pick in the NFL draft, the Vikings select – cornerback <laughs> um, Dave McGowan from Virginia Tech like that I mean you, you know that that's coming uh, I think that they're one thing I believe is that they're assured a top 15 pick now um, okay yeah I mean I was just I was I know I know but I'm just saying you know. I think we're, we're gonna end up somewhere if I had to guess we're gonna end up somewhere between like if we lose next week somewhere around 10 and if we win somewhere around 14 um, for our pick which means say three quarterbacks go and a couple receivers go in the first picks before us, we're going to get one of the better over D linemen in the draft. And that I smell Sean Mannion. Can we get Sean Mannion? Who's our backup QB? I don't even remember. Sean Mannion. Okay. I want Sean Mannion against Detroit. I don't want to see Dalvin Cook <laughs> in shoulder pads. I don't want to see Justin Jefferson, even on the airplane to go to Detroit. <laughs> That's how I feel too. I would really like to lose this game, but I think Detroit might be just a too big of a mess to beat us. So we'll see. Um, but that's just something. Not if we play every single third stringer we have. Um, no, true. I agree. Um, finally, Justin Jefferson right now is currently fourth in the NFL in receiving um, 1,267 yards. He's like 110 yards away from breaking the rookie record. So I'm really hoping for a big day from Jefferson and a loss that next week. Nope. Be great. Nope. I don't even want to see him on the field. I don't want any, any touchdowns. Nothing. Sorry, he Justin. Doesn't need, he have doesn't nice have anything day. to prove. He's been amazing. He has been amazing. Too bad he'll lose the rookie of the year to Herbert still, but he was very deserving. Um, all right. Let's move on to the NBA and our Minnesota yeah. Wolves. Did you just say rookie of the year and then lead into the NBA? I kind of think he won't win the rookie. <laughs> I think I think Wiseman might beat him because he'll just get more opportunities. But yeah. uh, we'll go on with the the Wolves here. They are two and zero with two really exciting performances. Uh, the first one was against a terrible Pistons team. The second one was against a pretty solid um, Utah Jazz team on the road. That was a yeah. really good win for us. That's a playoff team for sure. Oh, that's a for sure playoff team. Um, they're fighting for like a top four spot, I think, this year in the West. Um, they have been nothing but competitive the last few years. It was awesome. It was a show that the, the Wolves put on here. Um, 
the the scoring is absolutely all over the place. Um, I think they've got kind of a rotation of six, seven guys right now um, who can all really ball, which is fun. Um, Russell, Beasley, Towns, Edwards, Culver, Kogi, Reed, and Rubio. That's eight, that's eight. guys. That's eight guys, and that's a freaking that's a nice little crew there. That they're, they're I, I'm I'm nothing but pleased. So um, on the year, uh, I think the biggest surprise has got to be Edwards. He's averaging 16 and a half points a game. He's been super efficient. Uh, PER at almost 25, which um, you know through two games isn't a huge sample size. But if you were at that level late in the year, you're one of the 20 best players in the NBA. Uh, well, you look at the you look at the yeah, we we kind of, I talk about the eye test, I think, more than anyone. And you see some of the moves that he can do on the basketball court against veteran ball players like Gobert and, um, you know, the the Bogdanoviches and, and those guys of the world. Dude, he's got some skill. He's got <laughs> some real skill. He gets to the basket really, really quick and and finds himself with, like, enough space to finish. Like, he, he clears it out, gets in there. Um, he kind of scores at will. It feels like he, he has that weird. He has that weird combination of like a bigger body. Like he he's pretty like beefy. Like uh, not not like huge. He's not like uh, Daniil Hunter. But he's a big body. But his athleticism is what like constantly surprises me. At, at least in the first two games, where you're like, man, how does he move like that when he's such a big dude? It's really impressive. He doesn't look that big. Like to me, his it look he looks like somebody that's like five six. But he's actually six two or whatever he is. Six six. He's six six. So he's fucking. He's huge. I mean, he's like he's a six, six two thirty. He's like he's like fifteen pounds lighter than Anthony Barr. I told you guys he is he is um one of only three players in the league at six six who weighs two hundred thirty five pounds or more. One of only three, and the other guys are like power forwards. Yeah, yeah. He's he's PJ Tucker's size as a nineteen year old boy guard who can like go to the hoop if they can get this kid's head on. Right. And I'm not saying it's not, but you know, he lost a lot of important people in his family and he's just a boy who's, you know, coming into the NBA and into lots of money. If the Mm -hmm. wolves can really make this a nurturing environment for him to grow as a man and as a player, he could be Dwayne Wade. I'm not saying he will, but I think Mm -hmm. like, he is just so big and so smooth. He's got some moves already that guys his age do not have. That little one step, one foot, you know, rocker fadeaway, like Dirk Nowitzki style move mm-hmm. yesterday was beautiful. And there's some videos going around online of him um, playing in the pick and roll where he's just torturing people. Like he's just keeping his defender with him so long. And then hitting guys alone for dunks. I think he's been awesome through two games. It's been and that's and that's instinctual. That's that's stuff that is not coached into them. That's a that's a mechanic that's been built into their head over you know many many years, and it's just second second hand for him. It, like like Eric said, he looks so smooth and it looks so natural. It's, it, he looks like he's not running basketball plays. He looks like he's just finding open space. And there's you can't say enough about someone like that. Um, so other guys, D'Angelo Russell is averaging 21 and a half. We got a small sample size of him last year. Um, but the one thing I liked about him is when Towns went out injured in the game, he was really the guy creating, um, scored a bunch of big baskets down the stretch. 
he's kind of a walking bucket and you kind of forget because he's so skinny that he's six four himself um beasley um, when he's not you know holding up folks at the parade of homes with a gun he's you know averaging over 20 a game for us coming off of a big contract Towns is his normal self. He's averaging, what, 21 and a half points, uh, 12 and a half rebounds, and like four assists. He's been fantastic, but he dislocated his wrist. Is that what they decided it was? Yeah. So he won't play tonight? For sure not. He'll be out okay. for um, days to weeks. Yeah. Depending on it. Yeah, that sucks. I know. I mean, I was obviously, everybody was on the edge of their seat when he went down and he has done this in the past, though, where he, like, rolls around forever. And I'm just thinking, and everyone's, like, holding their breath and, you know, thoughts and prayers for this guy. And then he, like, just gets up and then he, like, starts playing again, which I don't know makes him tough or not tough. But it's kind of annoying. But I'm, like, I, I was glad to see that it, nothing was broken. Um, he, I didn't know he was dislocated. It sounds like he'll be out for a while. But not like a season or, you know, season injury. So he was it his shooting? Was it his shooting hand or his offhand? Sure, but I know that they said no surgery needed, and that he'll be evaluated on a weekly basis. So okay. I would guess he's going to be out for like two to three weeks, which sucks. Two weeks, which sucks. But you know, at the same time, we're not expecting him to be a contender this year. What what this team needs is for its young guys to grow here and grow into guys who can play big minutes and can be good. They need to find that third piece. Hopefully it's Edwards. It looks like it should be at this point. And then mm -hmm. to me, the most pleasant surprise of the year has been Jarrett Culver. Yeah. Is hundred percent. He's a different player. He's hustling. How many like loose balls and long rebounds did that guy get yesterday? He's shooting the ball so much better from three mm -hmm. is a really nice wing defender for this team. He's never going to be a star player but he's going to have a long career in the NBA as a really solid role player um, just because he's just such a hustle and defensive guy. And if he can add a good three-point shot to that, he'll be a 3 and D guy for the next 12 years in the NBA. So, I mean, against the Jazz, he was 3-3 three three from, from threes. He had six rebounds, 14 points in 20 minutes. Dude, we'll take that all day. I mm -hmm. loved his game the last two games. So I'm very excited about him. Um, and then the thing is, is like people are kind of complaining because Rubio is not scoring much, um, but they have to have Rubio, Okogi, and Culver. They have to eat minutes with those guys or they will not play any defense. Those three guys are in there for being long, smart, defensive players, and that's why they're on the court a bunch. And if they can hit threes and they can move it on offense as well, that's great. Um, but that's really what they're there for. And then and Rubio played almost 30 minutes. It's not like he didn't get a ton of time. I mean, that's, that's plenty of time. Coming off the bench. Um, yeah. The last guy we should hit on here, Nas Reed. He's good. Solid center. Traditional like, kind of a sleeper. I like Nas Reed. I think he's a really nice player. Um, the guys who I can't stand on this team, uh, Ed Davis is a whatever veteran who will play if there's an injury like there is to town, so he'll kind of back up Reed now. Um, I don't know how Lehman is playing on the team. He has gotten so much worse. Talk about taking a step back. And then Hernan Gomez is an atrocious player. Just a non-factor, totally. The two of them are just nothing players. They're just wasting time and space. Yeah. Um, they really don't even have any business being on the court for us at this time. No, on a good team, they'd be in the G League already, and they they maybe be headed there. Um, we'll see. You need eight to nine guys. The Wolves have it. Um, they're at least headed in the right direction, and that feels good. Yeah, that was really fun. So tonight, as we're recording, Sunday night, they'll be taking on the Lakers without Towns. Um, 
I don't know if they have a, a great chance here, but you know, they can go and swing in there and upset them. It should be fun. If they don't have towns, I want Edwards in the starting lineup. Yeah, I think you should start. Why not? Give me, give me, except, you know, I guess they're a thought right now. I was going to say, just, just start three shooting guards. Done. I, like, who I cares? If they like the idea, though, that Edwards can carry the offense in the second unit, which he's completely and totally done here. He comes yeah. in and is just a scoring machine when Towns and Russell and Beasley take a seat. So, yeah, it feels good um, to have at least some promise for an organization who has had very little. I mean, let's let's just... I mean, can we just start Edwards over Layman and then have Layman be the bench guy and call it a, a oh, I don't call think day? Layman is starting, is he? Yeah, he started, he started against the Jazz. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, he's trash. All I right. Liked him too, but last year, that was last year. All right, that's all the time we have on this episode, guys. So um, please, please check out our later episode this week, um, our screencast, and then please tune in to uh, our Nordy Awards. Do you have something, Ryan? Yeah, I have one question, yeah. Jim. Two games, small sample size. What is your excite meter for the Timberwolves right now? Out, out of 10? Yeah, out of 10. Like yeah. Rotten Tomato score it. Rotten okay. Tomato score it. Uh, 100. <laughs> You're at 100. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking pumped. Are you kidding? Hey, <laughs> do it all, baby. They're having fun, and I'm having fun. It's 100. All right. Love to hear that. All right, guys. So I love it. That's all the time we have. Tune, on, tune in to the Nordy Awards later this week. Otherwise, thank you guys for listening to the Nordies podcast.